and welcome back to Pursuit of Balance. I felt like uh, I haven't done a podcast. I don't think I did one in July, or maybe I did the first week. Don't worry, I'm still alive. We're still here, still making episodes. We've just been really busy with traveling and really busy with trying to get a second location open up. I can't wait to actually uh, have a new studio. So this new Mountain View location has like a standalone building on the other side of the parking lot that used to be like a used car dealership. And I'm going to turn that thing into my office and a studio so you guys don't have to hear barbells and people talking in the background and me playing Bob Marley right now. You know, it might be a little bit more profesh. But uh, I'm actually just really excited to have some time back in my life because I'm actually finally been busy again doing all this Mountain View stuff. And it's kind of suffered a little bit for the podcast. So what I wanted to talk about today is what I wanted to talk about, unfortunately, three weeks ago. But here we are 21 days later talking about it is... I was reminded of this during the member outing, just like every time I play sports. But I really wanted to kind of focus on like what are what are fun ways to incorporate kind of cardio back into the lifestyle that don't feel like dedicated cardio, right? So I want to kind of talk briefly. I'm not going to make this one super long, but I just something that I've definitely had in my notes for the last month now. And uh, talk about the importance of why I think it's actually even a better form of cardiovascular training for you guys, right? Because when it comes to training overall, I would assume that most people are probably in the gym, you know, at a minimum twice a week. But I encourage people to be here probably about three to five times a week. You know, us as coaches, we like to generally do strength training stuff around four to five days a week for probably the average for all of us here. Um, For clients, I think that's something we generally try to work you guys up to. And what I mean by that is not everyone I think necessarily needs to start at four or five times a week. If you're just getting into it, maybe two or three is fine to start with for the first couple months. And then what are you doing outside the gym, right? So as most of you know, because I talk about this all the time, is when you think about kind of the holistic aspect of health, exercise is a very, very small percentage of that. Your dedicated form of exercise, right? Like what you do in the gym is only two to three, two to four hours a week, right? Which is two to three percent of your entire life, right? Of that week, right? Basically just dividing, you know, that by 168. So we always like to look at for your guys' success is what's going to make this client more successful. If you guys really want to feel better, if you guys want to, you know, reduce stress, if you guys want to reduce body fat, lose some weight, you know, whatever the goal is, have more energy, you always want to look at what are the other factors outside of it. What's the movement look like on the days they're not with us? You know, what's the movement obviously consists of like, you know, your, your steps, your mobility, um, maybe even some level of cardio, but then when you look at exercise, that's like your dedicated forms of strength training, cardio training, whatever type of skill you're doing. Then we look at nutrition and stress and sleep and community and environment and mindset and all the, the pretty fun stuff that I talk about on this channel and on this platform with the podcast. But I will say this in, from my experience as well, not just as a coach, but as like someone doing things for myself from a training perspective dedicated steady state cardio or doing even dedicated hit training it's it's all right <laughs> i'll try to find a better way to say this i here's my, my stance i think has actually changed a little bit and here's what i mean by that as i've gotten older i've lost some of the motivation for working out i've realized and and i don't mean this really in a bad way i think it's just me just being very transparent with you guys that i don't I'm not always motivated to train, right? And I've realized that actually over the last couple of years. And I think just kind of being, growing into my career a little bit, being a little bit busier, 
having different priorities sometimes maybe even a better be a more honest answer but like there's not i'm not motivated all the time to do it now strength training is easier for me to be consistent with because i work in a gym i enjoy strength training more than i enjoy cardio so going out on a run or going to do on the road bike or you know swimming or whatever someone's dedicated form of cardio might be doing sprints doing track work those type of things i have a harder time staying consistent with that i've realized but for me when it comes to sports or hobbies, it's super easy for me to do. And that's kind of what I want to focus on today is really encouraging you guys to find something that gets you excited about movement and cardio and maybe some mobility or strength or skill or coordination as well, depending on what it is. We had a flag football tournament at the beginning of this month, or sorry, this is already August, so beginning of July. And I was just reminded of it, like how fun sports were, right? Like when I was in school, obviously athletics was a huge part to my life. And there was this kind of team camaraderie part. So you get a lot of the community aspect. This is why I encourage people to do group training over one-on-one training is because I like the community part of it, right? Like you don't get that social aspect or that community aspect building from working with the trainer one-on-one. Not to say that you should never do one-on-one. Like we still do a lot of one-on-one here. I do one-on-one. Um, it's not definitely like one-on-one is definitely better for some people or maybe even more important for some people from a want if they want more individualized attention or they don't want to be around a group or socializing. But I think from a, a human perspective, a little bit more holistically, I think it's more beneficial to be in a group than it is to be alone, right? And I think just because we're social animals, right? So having a team for me was always my like my outlet outside of friends, right? So like in school, I was not someone that really liked school, and I'm sure a lot of people kind of feel this way, so I'm not an outlier here. Like I just, I did school because I had to do school, right? And I told my parents, okay, I'm going to get a good grade, so my parents let me do whatever the fuck I want sports and friends were my things that I was always excited about i loved playing sports i loved being with my friends um in sports like i said number one having a community of people right was always probably my first thing because i just liked being in the group number two having something to be competitive against right when i'm you know playing against my brothers or playing with friends or playing in a you know a little bit more of a structured organization of sports i have a competitive outlet right and I've realized for me personally, when I have a competitive kind of environment around me, it pushes me farther than I'll push myself. Me playing sports by myself is very different than playing sports with the team or playing against other people, or even if it's one-on-one, -on -one, depending on the sport, right? So I think like number one was okay team. Number two was definitely community um, or sorry, competitiveness, like having that competitive outlet. And then number three, it was like a big piece for me was always like, it's way more dynamic than going on a run or riding a bicycle or swimming, right? Like, even if you're running on a track, you're only turning left. If you're riding a bike, like, you're leaning a little bit. But you're not getting lateral movements. It's like, even though it's unilateral in its sense, you're not getting any of the agility. You're not getting the side-to-side -side movement. You're not working on reaction time. You're not working on coordination for the most part. Like, it's a very, it's almost like the way that I kind of, when I created FL, it feels like a very, like, bodybuilder-ish linear approach to weight training, right? Like, a lot of forms of cardio for people tend to just be forward backwards, right? I'm swimming up and down a pool or I'm biking straight down a road, or I'm running down the road, or I'm running left on a track or straight on a track. Like you don't get the reaction time, the coordination, the left-right movements. And I think that is something that, <laughs> and I will say this because I'm still kind of recovering from flag football a little bit. My body has not been used to doing those kind of movements, right? Which just goes to show you from the guy that's trying to preach functional movement, the guy that owns a functional training gym, a guy that thinks he's pretty functional. It was a rude awakening for the 
in the best way, right? Because I literally was like, wow, this is why I love it, right? Like, it's just so many different things. Like, the muscles at the bottom of my foot, my calves were sore, my glute medius was sore, my back, my shoulder, like, all these different things, right? And having the skill of the sport stacked on top of the strength and speed and coordination of that sport, stacked on top of the competitiveness, stacked on top being around other people, it was, like, such a fun experience for me. And we probably were in the sun for... I would say at least three hours of gameplay, right? Like how many times if I said, you gotta go do three hours of cardio, do you think you would actually do that consistently? So sports for me is like the outlet that just gave me such a fun way to do cardio for people, right? And it like puts you outside, right? Like you're, you're in the sun, you're doing all the other things that we're trying to preach here and you're doing it in a way that doesn't feel like a dedicated form of exercise. Then the second kind of aspect of that too is also like look at your hobbies, right? Like you have so many different hobbies. Um, well, when I say you, I mean obviously super subjective. I'll speak for myself and I'll obviously kind of bring this back to you guys and how it could provide you value. I love skimboarding, surfing, um, being in the water, wake surfing, wakeboarding. I don't care. I love being in the water and I love any type of sport around it. I love mountain biking. I love golfing, which I think would probably be more sport than hobby for me, but let's let's go with it. Um, I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything, like out of the ones that I did. You know, when I was younger, I was always at the skate park, which you're outside all day. So, like, finding these other outlets that allow you to kind of be expressive and allow you to have free motion, allow you to do things that are what we think about functional training. I think about my training making me better at the things I'm talking about right now. Like, I love golf. I'm going to go golfing tomorrow. That is a rotational sport. I love skimboarding, which requires me sprinting and twisting and lateral movements. And, you know, there's so many different things. And it gives me the combination of running and swimming. So these different outlets that you guys have, and the reason why, you know, when I think about something like mountain biking versus road biking, it's still biking, but there's something about mountain biking that even gives me the adrenaline rush, right? That's one thing I do love about hobbies even more than my sports is I grew up playing a lot of extreme sports or doing a lot of extreme things. So skating or being on the dirt bike or mountain biking with friends or whatever the outlet was, it also gave me a nice little adrenaline kick, which I have always loved, right? So the more things that I can find that keep me outside, the more things I can find that keep me competitive, the more things I can find that keep it fun, the more things that I can find that surround me around like-minded people, the easier it is for me to do things that keep me in shape. And I will say this, I didn't start weight training until I think a junior in high school I started. And I was always super, super skinny. Like I was, uh, when I went into freshman year football camp, I was 98 pounds and five, just shy of 5'7". Give you guys an idea, I'm like a little over 6'1", and I'm like 192 now. So I literally have put 100 pounds on since my freshman year, right? And I'm still in a very lean body fat percentage. And I train less than I ever have in my entire life now. And I realized that I always thought the gym was the thing that kept me in shape. As I've gotten older and as I've realized that not only was the gym not the thing that kept me in shape the most, it was my activity. And also the thing that I realized again was the thing that I actually enjoyed the most from a training perspective wasn't even my training. It was the things that I didn't even look at as training, right? So to kind of make this a short and sweet story for you guys before I just ramble on as always, like look in your life with the people that are around you, your family, your friends, your roommates, 
find something that you guys can start to do, right? Maybe go play tennis, go pick up golf, go pick up, you know, pickleball, racquetball, go kick the soccer ball around, go throw the football, like frisbee, ultimate frisbee, like do things that get you outside. Find other hobbies for yourself, right? Mountain biking, we're in one of the most beautiful places in the world that actually provides you some really, really good riding. And it's a lot better and more fun, personally, sorry for all my road bikers out there, than it is road biking for me because I get the feel like I'm more in nature than I am on a road. I get the adrenaline of having some downhill coordination and technique and adrenaline that comes with it. Um, then we live close to the coast. We're 30 minutes away from water. So there's windsurfing, there's kite surfing, there's regular surfing, longboard, shortboard, skimboarding. Then if you're someone that has access to a boat, wakeboarding, wake surfing, like just do things that get you outside, that allow you to be in the sun, that allow you to move, that allow you to connect to human beings. The more things that you can find in your life that give you that sense and that outlet, the easier it is to keep activity in your life without it feeling like activity, right? Like the best diet in the world is finding a diet that you actually enjoy because it then becomes sustainable and a sustainable diet obviously works better because you have better compliance. So we want to look for all the parallels in life, right? Like what are the things that like really in shape people or really successful people in any field of life do well is they find something that they enjoy. And the best way for me to find some enjoyment out of cardiovascular training has always been sports and it's always been hobbies. And unfortunately, sometimes in life, it takes me doing those things to get reminded of it. Sometimes it's easy for me to take it for granted, but I will just remind you from my own personal experience to you guys that you will be in a way better physical place, mental place, communal place, social place, emotional place when you can find more activities that get you like sports and hobbies do right all right guys well i wanted to make that a quick one i'm glad to be back on here and uh, i will be here next friday because i'm not out of town so see you guys later take care